Hello and welcome to the Rock Lives Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Smith. If you've been tuning into Rock Lives Here Radio, then thank you very much. I really appreciate the support. You'll really find these podcast episodes a great way to catch any chats that you might have missed with all the great artists that are featured on Rock Lives Here. If you're new to Rock Lives Here, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au to stream the best thing you've never heard in rock radio here in Australia. You can also download the app via Google or Apple App Store. Also, definitely keep up to date by subscribing to the Rock Lives Here mailing list and following Rock Lives Here on all the usual social media channels. All the links for those in the show notes below and over at rocklivesheer.com.au. The beautiful thing about rock and roll is every so often something completely unexpected comes your way that really becomes your next favorite thing. For me in 2019, that new favorite thing has been Clayton Bellamy and the Congregation. Simply put, one of the best damn rock and roll records I've heard in quite a while. And not only the one of the best ones that I've heard, but one of the, the one best ones that I've actually enjoyed as well. I guess Clayton, known to many as guitarist of Canadian country superstars, The Roadhammers, Welcome to the Congregation, sees Clayton finding his true musical calling, preaching the gospel of peace, love, understanding, and rock and roll. Have a listen to my chat with Clayton and be sure to check out the Congregation tunes below. Follow Clayton on social media and enjoy the chat. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the Congregation as much as I do. Hello. Hey, Clayton, it is Scott here. How are you going? Good man, we connected last. We do, we do. It's been uh, been a little while in the making, but you know, good things uh, come to those who wait, as they say. Yes, sir. I sure appreciate you uh, uh, not giving up on me. <laughs> no, no, no problems at all. You know, no problems at all. You don't give up on rock and roll. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, good. How's your day been? It's been good, man. I've been uh, writing. I was uh, writing most of the day today with the Road Hammers. Okay, uh, yeah. working on new, new music with them, and uh, I got a new congregation record in the works right now for the spring. So, uh, um, been really busy with with all of that stuff. This kind of this time of year is, you know, I'm pretty much I have one more show left till the end of the year, and uh, so I just kind of spend my time catching up on songwriting and, and that kind of stuff. Oh, good. And it must be getting pretty damn cold, I suspect, in uh, in Canada at the moment. It, there's snow, but it's actually been pretty mild for a winter. Last year we had, by this time of year, we had uh, two feet of snow, and already it was we were in like the minus 40s. And this year it's been, like, I'm out on my deck barbecuing right now. It's it's probably minus 10, maybe minus 8, minus 10, but uh, it's uh, there's a little bit of snow, but maybe an inch. Yeah, okay, good. What's cooking? Uh, a little hamburger. It's Taco Tuesday, so a little bit of hamburger. Okay, good. I'm. Uh, it's it's about lunchtime here in uh, in Melbourne, Australia. So um, I'm starting to get a bit hungry at the uh, at the thought of barbecue. Yeah, no doubt, right? Uh, this one place I haven't been is uh, Melbourne. I've never been to Melbourne. Uh, we the Hammers were on tour last year through uh, through Brizzy, and and we went to the uh, what was that festival? It was called the Way Winton Way Out Fest. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. We we played in Winton and. Uh, uh, Brisbane and Gold Coast and Goldie, and then we played a couple other towns uh, outside of Brisbane. Yeah, the unfortunate thing with M- Melbourne is, I guess, more of a rock city here in Australia. So I guess it's uh, it's big uh, 
big for the rock scene, but not quite as much uh, the country scene, um, which yeah is more exactly exactly the places you went is where the uh, you know the big uh, the big country uh, rock scene is in uh, in Australia. But uh, well, sounds like my kind of town. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really weird here in Australia because uh, particularly around New South Wales, um, Sydney, there's a lot of different laws, lockout laws where venues are, you know, can't open past certain hours and trying to make it really hard for, uh, for bands and fans to go see live rock and roll. But, uh, but Melbourne is holding strong. Oh, that's good, man. That's good to hear. Cause yeah, that's, uh, live music needs to, needs to thrive. Uh, rock and roll is, 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 I mean, some of the greatest bands in rock and roll have come out of Australia. So, I mean, uh, that, that's got to keep going. While you mentioned that, I was going to ask you that later on, actually. I, I, that's, it's a question I like asking uh, international artists. Um, but given you raised that now, let's, uh, let's start there. All right. Who is some of your favorite Aussie, uh, Aussie artists? Uh, well, obviously, uh, the, the, biggest, the biggest and the baddest, ACDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I grew up on, on those guys and, and on that music. Uh, but, you know, as I got older, you know, Midnight Oil was a big one. Yeah, I saw okay. them yeah. live here in Canada. They were incredible, uh, such an incredible band. Uh, and and I, and I hear that uh, the, the singer now is a, an incredible politician. That he does <laughs> a lot of great things for, for a lot of people out there. And, and Jet, of course, is another favorite band of mine uh, that, uh, you know, in, in as an adult that I, that I uh, came to love when I, when I discovered them. So some, those are definitely some of my favorite artists. Great. That's a Midnight Oil and Jet haven't yet come up yet. So yeah, that's good. That's it's always interesting to hear what, uh, yeah, you know what what kind of uh, gets to different places around the world. So here to have a bit of a chat about your awesome rock and roll album, which is Welcome to the Congregation. So starting off with that, um, you know, you've been in the Roadhammers for what about fifteen odd years. What uh, sort of when did you start getting the uh, you know the fires burning to release um, release your own sort of album, the Congregation? Well, I tell you, this uh, I mean I've, I've put out uh, four solo records uh, in Canada uh, um, that were all kind of singer songwriter records, uh, all along that kind of uh, more of a more rootsy tone. But when uh, when it came to this, I, I went I kind of went through some uh, some difficult uh, relationship trials over the last couple of years. And, and in coming, coming out of the other side of that, I really wanted to, sh- I was kind of shedding my skin as a, as a person and, and, and I wanted to do the same thing as an artist. So I just kind of uh, went back and, and looked at the bands that I really grew up loving and, and thought what, what I really wanted to do for the next you know 10 years of my musical career. And, and, and really came up with, with this idea of, looking at a mashup of all of my favorite things, which was blues and rock and roll and soul music. And, uh, you know, the bands like, uh, mad dogs and Englishman, Joe Cocker, uh, the black, the black crows, Lenny Kravitz, all these artists that kind of meshed all of that stuff together. And I thought that that's exactly what I want to do. And, uh, my, funny enough, my, uh, producer who also is the producer of the road hammers, he, uh, used to always, well, he still does. He always calls me the, the preacher man. He always calls me preacher man because of the kind of the, the thing that I do on stage when he, he tells me I'm preaching to the choir. So, uh, well, I, we just kind of stumbled upon it and said, well, if, if I'm the preacher man, then I need a congregation. And that's, that's really how the, the band name was birthed. And, uh, and we just kind of started building it from there, this idea of a, of a big band that, uh, that was a really a musical, 
a gathering of, of musicians, of fans, of everybody being all together in one kind of uh, idea of, of being in this place that, that just kind of breeds uh, peace, love, and rock and roll. You've played a bunch of shows with these songs. How uh, how have the crowds uh, been loving the congregation and the what is it a ten piece band you've got out on uh, out on the road with you? Yeah, it's a ten piece band. Uh, you know what the the shows have been overwhelming, and I've only ever seen that once in my career, and that was you know when the when the Road Hammers first blew up, and uh, you know which which took us obviously around the world and uh, a number of platinum records and and you know a lot of years of great great shows. That was the only other time that I saw the the kind of visceral reaction that this band has. You know, when we play, people are sold out. They know they they're just, you know, as soon as they they see it, they get it. And uh, that's what's so exciting about this last couple of months since the record dropped. You know, we played about uh, fifteen shows, and it, the the response has been the same everywhere we go. It's great. And I can, you know, I see snippets uh, popping up on either Instagram or Facebook, um, you know, been listening to the album now for a, a month or so. But uh, yeah, you know, I can only imagine what it must be like, uh, you know, to, to witness. I feel like definitely, you know, this would be something that you need to need to experience live to get the, obviously the full, uh, you know, the full, full experience of what, you know, what you're obviously uh, trying to convey to the audience through the songs and the music and, you know, the whole, uh, the whole package. It's really something, you know, when you get two, two drummers on stage and, and horn players and girl singers and, and, you know, loud rock and roll guitars. It, it really is a, a, what I like to call a joyous noise. <laughs> and one of the other things, having a, you know, a quick scan, something that leapt out sort of a, a quote that, um, that you had made in relation to, I guess the album and, you know, the, I guess the lyrics a bit, you know, sort of deeper in the songs, the, the quote was, even if things are bad, when you cover them in love, they get better. And I really feel like that, you know, that really comes through in the songs. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, that, that, uh, that was again, born out of my, my situation, you know, going through a, uh, a breakup, you know, you can't really change the outcome, but, uh, I could change my outlook on the outcome. And that's what I did in that situation. I just kind of just kept, even though I wasn't feeling it at the time, I just kept saying that, you know, this, that I loved this person that, that, uh, you know, she's, my my ex-wife and I was going through this thing and it was happening and I just kept covering it in love and and on coming out on the other side of that uh, turned out to be a, a really good situation and that's kind of what you know a lot of the the music is 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 saying is uh, you know peace love and rock and roll you know it with with loud electric guitars <laughs> well sorry that you had to go through that experience as such to get to these songs but uh you know, I guess that's um, that's a little bit of the way of the world, isn't it? At times, you need to need to experience some of that pain and some of those experiences to you know find uh, you know find things such as this you know great album or whatever whatever the experience might be that uh, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like I feel like I really found my voice uh, on this record, and, and one of the best comments that I've had from from people um, in the industry and and fans alike uh, have said to me that they feel like I've uh, I've found my music and, uh, I, I really feel like, uh, that hits it. hits the nail really right on the head. That that's exactly what, uh, I feel like when I, when I sing and, and play this music and write it. I guess how much of an adjustment was it for you both from songwriting, recording, playing live, you know, because again, I guess you've had, you know, had that, uh, 
that 15 odd years with the road hammers. And then, you know, this is a harder edge rock and roll um, sound. You're, you know, moving out, you know, front person, sorry, front man. I was a huge adjustment, uh, especially in the songwriting department. I sucked for a really long time. <laughs> I had to, I had to write a lot of shitty songs to, to get to the, the heart of what I was doing. Uh, Cause it's a, writing for this band is a completely different animal than writing for, for the road hammers. Cause this is, you know, with the road hammers, a lot of times that style of music is lyrical, lyrically the first place that you start. You know, you're starting with melody and lyrics and, and, and building the song off from there. Whereas with the congregation, with you know, this stuff, it's, it's riff based rock and roll and uh, blues, slow soul music, whatever you want to call it, uh, this mashup. But it, it, it most of the time comes from the groove. It's it's the drum beat and the and the guitar riffs that really make it move that convey an emotion and then from there I'm trying to write, um, you know, a, a story or a message behind that and, and to that emotion. So for a long time I, I I was swinging and missing and writing with it took a long time to find collaborators who who really got what I was do, trying to do and who I really clicked with. But after uh, after a while it took about a year. Um, then I, I really started to find my groove and then the songs just kept coming. And with the collaborate, in the end, did it, uh, were you still collaborating or did you, you know, literally find your groove in the, in the sense of like, oh, you know, I can, I can write these songs myself. I know, you know, I know where, where I'm headed. It was a, it was a, a mix of both. Some, some songs I wrote completely on my own and other songs was uh, like the healing. I, I wrote with uh, my longtime producer, Scott Baggett and, uh, uh, Jeffrey Steele, who's a, a you know a multi-platinum hit songwriter in Nashville, who's mm. uh, you know we've done collaborative efforts before on songs with the Roadhammers, and uh, we got together and just you know knocked one so far out of the park that it was it was undeniable. We knew it had to be on the record. The healing, yeah, that was actually it's funny. I don't take this the wrong way, but when I um, when I first heard that song, I was like, now is this a cover? Like all, all the songs are pretty instant and, you know, it's a really, you know, great album to listen to. You know, I felt at home right away. But, yeah, The Healing, when that come on and I'm like, now, this almost sounds like a cover. I feel like I've heard it before. It was just one of those songs that, again, just sort of really, I don't know, just really channeled something. And, again, I don't mean that in a bad way or, or anything along those lines. It was like, you know, is is validating your point of knocking that one out of the park. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's uh... – I think part, that was part of the magic of that song. Is it, it sounds like a song that, that you've heard before, but it, it's uh, something completely new. And um, I, I really, as soon as we wrote, uh, finished that song, I knew we had some, some magic there. So we talked a little bit there about, you know, songwriting, musical influences, you know, stepping out and, uh, from you know, with more of an emphasis on you, you know, vocally, who sort of who are some of your biggest uh, influences or who do you sort of look to when you, when we're talking about lead singers? Uh, you know, I think some, some of the, uh, the same people we've already mentioned, but uh, um, guys like Joe Cocker, um, I, I love, uh, I love blues singers. So he, he just kind of really does it for me. Um, and and um, Chris Robinson is another, another great, great rock and roll singer. Um, but, uh, just trying to mix the, the, the sweet and the, and the sour for, for, I guess, a, uh, a, a, a bad analogy, but, uh, 
you know, mixing that the sweetness of the the high notes and the, and the falsetto, like you, you you hear in the healing, and with that that kind of bellering, gritty, you know, chest voice that it, that I sing with in in other songs like um, Commandment Eleven or Resistors. You know, we've mentioned the healing there. Um, as a song. What uh, What are some of the the ones that have really seemed to have gone down well live? Secondhand Man is one that I hearing that I, I feel like that would be a, an awesome one. That song seems to have uh, out of all the songs, it's uh, it's right now it's the latest focus track on the album. And Secondhand Man has just been blowing up online. People are really seem to be gravitating to that song more than than uh, a lot of the the songs. Another one that really goes over well is. Uh, now I'm gonna. Now I can't think of it just because I wanted to say it. Uh, hold on, it's, it'll come to me. Church of Rock and Roll. No, it's the the other slow one on the record. <laughs> I haven't eaten supper yet. My brain's going soft. Is it one thing right? I'm just trying to think which. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. One thing right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh. one one thing right is has gone goes over really great live, and uh, that was a that was another Sky song that uh, I, I wrote that with um, Grammy Award winner uh, Simon Kleine, who uh, was produced uh, all of the Air Clapton records since uh, Riding with the King. Uh, he's, he's worked with Derek Trucks and, and John Mayer. He's, he's, a, he's a certified badass, and, and uh, I had the pleasure of going out to his place in, in France and spending a couple days writing, and, and we came up, came up with that song. And uh, I, I was another one. As soon as we were done it, I knew it, it had to be on the record. And, and every time we play that song, man, uh, uh, you know, people, it, it always connects with people. How far do you think you can, uh, obviously, you know, you've mentioned there really early on about you're already writing another album and, you know, this is what you want to be doing for the next, you know, decade or so as far as, you know, having this, uh, you know, it's not obviously just a one a one album thing. Sort of how, you know, how far and wide do you, do you realistically think you can uh, you can take it? Uh, you know what, uh, we the record is going to, uh, is we're working on releasing in uh, Germany and Australia and uh UK right now for the next summer. So, um, you know, I, I think that we can take this around the world and, and that's the plan. Um, so we're, we're, we're focusing on those uh, markets right now and we've already got shows booked in uh, France and, and Spain for the new year and looking at just getting out there and hammering it. Literally. Oh, sorry. Pardon the pun. I should say they're hammering it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, very focused on on bringing bringing this music and the message, you know, to people around the world, and that was always the the idea with this band was to was to for it to be uh, a, a kind of a, a worldwide outside Canada project uh, first. So that's good. Sounds like yeah. Hopefully, we will uh, see you down here in Australia at some point. Then that'd be that'd be great. I I'm in love with Australia, so you are definitely going to see me down there in in 2020 so uh, uh get ready okay that will be uh that will be a great indeed and i'll have to make sure that uh, that melbourne is on that uh on that schedule absolutely and as far as the 10-piece band you know that's the intent obviously you know as you're aware flying out here to australia is uh is um a long long way but um you know that's still the plan to obviously take as many of the band members as is uh, possible out for that full experience yeah, a lot of times what we do is just, I travel with the core uh, band and, and then uh, just pick up horn players and singers and stuff wherever we're traveling. So it, the four-piece the four band, you know, lands in Melbourne and then we pick up 
we would get horn players and singers and rehearse and then go out and, and, and play. So at its, at its core, it's always just a, a, a four piece rock and roll band. And then all of the other stuff is just icing on the cake. Who else, uh, who else do you have in the band with you? Have they been guys that you've been playing with for you know a bunch of years or? Uh, yeah, on, on and off from, for, for different amounts of years, uh, Corbett Fraz and, and Greg Carroll are, uh, good friends of mine. They also play in another band that I work with called Black Mountain Whiskey Rebellion, um, which, uh, had, had a couple of big hits this year and we're, we had a, had a great write up in Rolling Stone about, about the band this past year. And, uh, we, so I, I recruited them to, to play in the band and also, uh, Reed Shimazawa is playing lead guitar who used to play in a, in a great band in the early 2000s called Zucker Baby, which was, uh, in, in Canada, they were a great rock band. So, uh, that, that's kind of the, the core combination there. And, um, and like I said, the, the, the outliers, I, I pick up where, wherever I'm, I'm traveling through. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And I don't want you to uh, burn your barbecue, so I won't, uh, I won't keep you <laughs> for, for too much longer. But yeah, you mentioned earlier, the road hammers, you're uh, starting to write uh, some new material there as well. Absolutely. We're working on a new record. And so I, I you know, I'm, I spend a lot of time writing, you know, whether it's for the hammers or myself or, uh, or, or other bands. I, I was, uh, really uh blessed to have a, a a top 10 in canada here with a rock band called weapons um uh, a song i wrote with them so I, I still really busy when i'm not on the road uh, writing for other artists or, yeah. or whatever bands that i'm kind of collaborating with but um you know this being my, my main focus people can can get the music right now and you know they can follow me on on spotify or uh, on instagram or facebook any of those places or uh, apple music or amazon wherever you get your your tunage Awesome. Well, look, you've, uh, I was going to ask whether there was anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped up, but I, I feel like you kind of had a little bit of a wrap up there, but yeah, if anything else you wanted to, uh, to give a shout out to that you um, you know, that you want the listeners to, uh, to check out or stay tuned for. Yeah, for sure. You know, the, the latest track, obviously secondhand man, uh, they can, they can go and download that where, wherever they get their music and, uh, you know, just keep watching for tour dates because there's going to be a lot more announced in the early in the new year. And uh, to give me a follow so I can keep up on, uh, we've just finished filming a live uh, PBS broadcast that's uh, going to be airing uh, early in the new year. So we're just mixing that right now. So lots of lots of cool, exciting things that are uh, on, the, on the go. Excellent. And an Australian tour in 2020, which we will hold you to. <laughs> 100%. I, it's, uh, I've been to Australia uh, touring now twice. And I'm, like I said, I'm genuinely in love with your country and uh, I have big plans to move there. So uh, all I need to do is find a, a beautiful Australian girl who wants to put up with my, all my bullshit. And then uh, I'll be set. <laughs> oh, there you go. There's a call out there as well. So don't they say third times, isn't, isn't that the saying third times a charm? Is that the, uh, exactly. So, so I think it's go. going to be, it's all going to happen. 2020. You're going to, uh, you know, find somewhere to live, find that, uh, that beautiful Australian girl, you know, everything will fall into place. Perfection. <laughs> and you know what? Thank you so much. And that's going to be largely due to you. So thanks for, for supporting the record and, and supporting rock, real rock and roll, man, because, uh, the world needs more of it and, and needs more people like you. So thanks for rock lives here for, uh, 
for supporting the congregation. Well, if you want to check out more cool chats, then head on over to rocklivesheer.com.au for all the past episodes. Would also love it if you shared this episode with your fellow rock-loving fans, whether they be here in Australia or around the world. Don't stop believing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh,